0: Hello there, this is uh, Dr. Scoff and the Prof. Uh, My name's uh, Clay Granson, or Dr. Clay Granson. I'm a lecturer in marketing over at Liverpool Hope University,
1: and this is my colleague. Uh, I'm Bryce Evans, Associate Professor in History at Liverpool Hope University. Uh, Before we go any further, we, as usual, need to discuss the name of this podcast. I'm not very happy with it, Dr. Scoff and the Prof. I think it's pretty good. We've had from some of our listeners after our first podcast, which got some good feedback, I have to say, some good reviews... Yeah. Some suggestions for new names. You have them there. Clay? I do.
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're quite good. I think. Um, Mastication for the nation. What do you think about that one? Instead of Doctor Doctor Schof and the Prof. Um, I'm feeling neither. Actually. Okay. Well, just just uh, neutral about just, that one. Yeah. Have you any okay. have you any? The, uh, yeah, yeah. Another one I had was the Reader's Digestion. I quite like that. It's quite snazzy. That
1: sounds very highbrow. It
0: does. It does. Um, my, other, my other one would be uh, just, just Thelma and Louise. I think that, that would be, I think, uh, if we just, a picture of us holding hands, driving a car over, a, over some sort of uh, food cliff. Okay, yeah. so we have,
1: we're, we're, we'll stay with the imperfect Dr. Scoff and the Prophet. thing I think so. Yeah, I, well, I, I mean, none of those other suggestions are okay. really doing it for me.
0: Well, the only other difference we've got this week, of course, is, is your beautiful, beautiful, angelic, seraphic, uh, flute playing at the beginning
1: yes I did uh, bring the jazz flute <coughs> along this evening yeah uh, that's just something of my own composition uh, I hope yeah. our listeners enjoyed it yeah I, mean, um, I hope we can use it perhaps in the podcast in, yeah in the I think so I think it's a good piece conjures it's up good. images of uh, I don't know 70s detective yeah. American yeah, yeah. yeah leather yeah. jackets moustaches yeah and, yeah, yeah but good. we're not here to talk about that. We're here no, to talk about food.
0: Yeah, we are. Yes, I mean this is the the main point of the podcast, really, isn't it? I mean,
1: but as usual, we I mean, we we're working towards something of a format here, and we usually start with food in the news, yeah. and of course the topic of this week's program. Okay. And the topic of this week's uh, Doctor Scarf and the Prof. Yeah. Is curious foods. Curious foods. So last week was sugar. Now we're on to curious foods. Yeah. Uh, foods which uh, may be a little bit unsurprising. Or surprising, or rather, very surprising. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and a couple of news stories around curious foods, which we might start off with. What did you find? Well, the first is from the Independent this month. Yeah. Uh, which is about the strangest foods uh, amongst pregnant women. Okay. And some of these strange foods amongst pregnant women uh, may surprise you. Okay. I think there is a stereotype around. Pregnant cravings, uh, charcoal, gherkins, that kind of thing. S- seems to be, yeah. Um, definitely, definitely gherkins, yeah. Well, latest research suggests horseradish. Horseradish. Which not too difficult on its own, but uh, yeah. we also have um, garlic mushrooms dipped in custard. Right, right. I, 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 I've never tried that. Uh, we have a vegetarian, pregnant woman... Who suddenly converts the bacon? Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, of course, this is very subjective stuff. So what the Independent has done with their assiduous research is uh, compile a list of the most popular pregnancy cravings. So some of them you you may expect, okay, so chocolate, fruit, etc. Yeah. Um, we go a little bit further down the list. Um, Haribo. I don't think that's really an unusual craving. I don't think so. I no. I crave Haribo all the time. Are you pregnant? I don't think so okay well that's uh, I'm not entirely sure okay
0: well maybe we'll do a test, we'll do a test maybe <laughs> <Yeah>. later on <laughs> yeah. on the podcast maybe yeah. yeah we'll do a live test live pregnancy test <laughs> with an associate
1: professor <laughs> well it was b- boiled eggs with horseradish actually okay uh, boiled eggs with horseradish which is um I don't think that's well. garlic mushrooms and custard I think everyone can agree that's pretty unusual that is pretty unusual um grated carrot mixed with ketchup okay
0: is it just the sugar element? I mean, why, why,
1: uh, t- is there any sort of... There's no sort of explanation here, it's just sort of pointing and laughing. Okay. <laughs> um, Brilliant, okay. Banana and ready salted crisp toasty. Uh, that sounds okay. Piled quite highly. And I guess the reason for this would be that the body
0: craves certain, certain foods, uh, salts, fats, certain things like that, and then... The body just sort of tells you these are the type of things you need to eat to
1: You You have first-hand experience. Well, not first-hand well, experience no, no, of this, but... but, yeah, but yeah, yeah, my wife, my yeah. My wife has been pregnant a couple of times, and but hers she, were quite, quite... What did she have pregnant It was for?
0: Victoria sponge cake and yeah. scones. It's not really that That's exciting, really. Yeah, but, but she doesn't have a sweet tooth usually. No, no, no. I mean, I, I benefited greatly from this. I mean, um, obviously, she couldn't eat a whole Victoria sponge... So you know, did you help out there. Oh yeah, you know,
1: you have to. You, have you did your, you did your bit. My duty, yeah, I had yeah. to. Yeah. The second news story about curious foods this uh, this month is from the Nottingham Post. Yep. Uh, no less. Great paper. And uh, the Nottingham Post reports that Chino is the first food trend of the year. What is that? Say that again? In Nottingham, what? anyway, Chino.
0: Carrot Chino.
1: People are now drinking their Java juice out of hollowed out carrots instead of cops, screams the Nottingham Post. <laughs> that's just, any particular reason, just
0: a fad, this or? It's following
1: or... the footsteps of the Avo latte. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Oh, is that an avocado in a coffee in a carved avocado? That's um, pretty strange. Uh, so that's one, and we have a look at what else the Nottingham post reports, and this was quite interesting actually, I don't know about the caruccino, uh, but we have a healthy meat substitute, heme. Okay. Uh, H-E-M-E, it's a, it's a Greek word obviously, okay uh, obviously, uh, I'd imagine yeah, yeah. pronounced heme. Um, so th- it's a plant-based food that bleeds beet juice. Okay. Uh, so it can make your burger look like a sort of very... or, or Rare. steak. Yeah, exactly. I think um, I've read about these. Aren't they,
0: if I remember correctly, isn't one of the big um, chains, um, is it TGI's? It's a big
1: thing in America. Yeah.
0: And so I wouldn't be surprised. I think TGI are going to put them on the menu soon, actually. That's right. I that's think, um, but that's the, I mean, you know, is veganism and vegetarianism, they're kind of quite um, popular at the moment. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say they're a fad,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but there, there, there seems to be this popular movement towards. People uh, becoming vegetarian at the moment and becoming vegan, and I imagine this is—I'm guessing that this yeah. is—you
1: say these are trends. Well, there's a lot. Obviously, there's a long history of veganism, vegetarianism, and, is. and substitute foods, and we're going to get onto substitute foods when we look at curious foods a little bit later. A little bit later.
0: Well, um, when you when you, sp- you spoke to me about curious foods, obviously um, you, you got away quite lightly last week with uh, what can only be described as a sugary cloud or a pavlova. Uh, so I've obviously, um, well I've, I've, I've upped my game a little bit, I'm not going to lie, mm. uh, and I've found uh, what I think is a very curious food, but we'll move on to that a little bit later of course, I'm just keeping you in suspense.
1: Yeah, well we should divulge to the listeners that we are we are struggling under the under a pungent smell right now. We
0: are, we are. Um, yeah, I... um't what it is I'm won't reveal what it is. I'm not going to reveal what it is, yeah, yeah. because
1: uh, I want it to be a lovely surprise for you. Yeah, that would be good. Um, so the final thing, from, from the Nottingham Post, um, I was a scourge the, the news organs of the world for curious yeah. foods, and the Nottingham Post, um, venerable Nottingham Post. Yeah, we were in the Nottingham Post once. We, we were, actually. Not for anything bad. No word of a lie. It wasn't, it wasn't a, a parking offence. No. Court notices. Or running we, naked or anything. No, like it was, it anyway. no word of a lie, we were in it, weren't we? We were. Yeah. Um, Ruby Chocolate is the last one. Ruby Chocolate. Um... So chocolate, obviously, yeah it's, the nation, yeah, it's one of the nation's favourites. It is, yeah. Uh, but it's ruby chocolate, and drum roll, go on, coloured pink. Why? Um, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. Just, just it is. No, but there you are. That's a strange one. There you go. It it, 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 falls in the bracket of curious. I think you did quite well there. Okay.
0: You've done. You've done. You've got some good stories. Thank I you. I think um, I'm. I'm. I'm going to go and prepare. Our, our next segment, which is um, me, I would say cooking something, but I actually haven't cooked mm. this at all, but... Um, I must say before
1: you, you begin, I mean, yeah. it's actually my turn. It is your turn, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, it I've is your off, turn. I've got off really like two weeks in a row. You have, yeah, yeah, um, I did
0: ask you to go and find something, and uh, I think it was it was just a straight no. Beyond, um, it was beyond me. It was beyond you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, why was it beyond you? I, I sort of tried. Okay, yeah. well that's fair enough. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. Yeah. I'm, not, I'm not gonna lie to you, I, I, and I wonder whether you're going to be nervous too. Um, I am a little bit nervous about what I've uh, gone and got. Um, I'm going to go away, and I'm going to go and uh, cut this up and prepare it,
1: and uh, we're going to have to. Um, I'm. In, presumably, when you cut this. Ice up, which will. It, they could be more evolve. smell. So, there could be more of a stronger smell. Yeah. I think we're going to have an even greater um, olfactory sensation. But it's
0: going to be a wonderful experience. We're going to grow as people. I think um, we're going to learn something. I'm not sure what what we're going to learn, but um, it's something that I've read about in the past. and mm. I've been very interested in. So yeah, yeah. Um, okay. anyway, I'm going to go and I'm going to go and sort it out, and then we'll uh, we'll have a go at it. We'll see. We'll see what you think. Can't wait. okay we're back i've 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 uh, i've prepared our food i say that in the yeah yeah our food for this for this uh for this week what i've got bryce and what you can see in front of you which is a, a real um kaleidoscope of colors mm. um is <laughs> something
1: called a century egg yeah it certainly is a kaleidoscope of colors it's i mean i just described what i like, it's a riot of colours. It's, it's greens, it's browns, it's blacks. It, you've cut it into five pieces, yeah. arranged beautifully like a lotus flower. I have, yeah. It's um, it's
0: looking at me, and it's I'm a little worried, um, simply because this is not something that we traditionally, in this country, it's not mm-hmm. something that we would traditionally... Um, uh, prepare either. Um, do you want me to tell you a little bit about it before we tuck into it, or do it, please or do? It. I, I was in China prep?
1: last year. I never tried a oh, really? I've, I've heard tell of it. Please tell me all about yeah, it.
0: Yeah, well, I'd read about this a while ago, and and basically, it's a preserved egg. I mean, yeah. that's that's the the short and long of it. It's a preserved egg, and um, I think the history behind it is about the six hundred years old. Um, I think a, a farmer. Uh, found a duck egg in some slacked lime. I think it's something mm-hmm. to do with mortar or building houses, and um, he just decided, <laughs> just decided to eat it. Yeah, um, which which um, defies belief, really. I mean, if I found an egg, when when water, was this? It was about six hundred years ago. Okay, yeah, in China, and um, he liked it so much that he then tried to uh, do it again, basically. Yeah. and now this is uh, something that's eaten at breakfast time. Yeah. Uh, in China, oh, oh. and it's um, now made with uh, with tea, burnt oak, mm. a, g- a couple of chemicals, etc. You can bit... see
1: the tea. You can see the white bit of the egg is brown. Yeah. The yolk uh, is very greeny black. Gelatinous, you might you might say. It's gelatinous. Yeah. It looks like a, a jellied dish, and it smells quite strong. Yeah. Are we going to try some? Do
0: you want to just dive in? Well, actually, no. You're going to give us a bit more. No, I think I'm we should tasting. die. No, no, I think okay. I think we should go for it. What? what are you getting a cracker?
1: I'm gonna try it with a cracker. You the no, crackers no, I'm, here. I'm, I'm yeah. just
0: I'm 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 just gonna go in. I'm gonna I'm gonna.
1: Uh, You're not gonna eat the whole the whole slice. Here. No, I'm not gonna eat a whole slice. i will put a whole slice. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah.
0: That's um fine. Fine. Oh. <laughs> it's creamy. That's the one thing.
1: Just going for it. It's very it's just like a boiled egg. You think? Yeah. A very rich f- ammonia. I'm getting the ammonia now, actually.
0: <laughs> Quite strong.
1: Yeah. Ammonia. I mean, it's not what we're used to, but it, it's really strong. That's, I'm gonna have another one. I'm gonna have another
0: big chunk. No, here. I, I can't. I can't. You're you're, an, you're insane. You're a maniac. I'm really struggling with that.
1: Don't thing. stand too close to me. Yeah.
0: Um. I'm chewing and, and nothing's happening. I'm just chewing and, and the it, it very strong in flavour. It's it's. I mean, one of the things I read was that it used to be called um, horse urine egg. Now you tell me. Yeah, yeah, of course you have. Well, this is when you asked me just before we were about to eat, and I thought, no, I hold that one. Back. No, now you tell me. Yeah, yeah. So that's dipped in horse wheat? No, 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 no. That was that was the, the myth that it was because of the strong ammonia. At smell I'm <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nearly lost you there nearly lost you okay um,
1: oh I'm really struggling with that um, it is actually quite a nice taste though I actually think it's fine I think if you try it with a bit you haven't tried it with a cracker yeah? I don't know if I'm going to try it with a cracker I'm not going to lie with you I'm getting quite an aftertaste off it now
0: yeah it's the roof of my mouth which it is doesn't sticky. it won't quit does it mm. it really doesn't quit it won't quit <laughs> it just won't. Qu- it won't go away. Um, it's nice, though, actually. I'm, I'm. I know we haven't sold it. I don't think we sold it well at
1: all. But um, Do you know, it's not as bad. I'll say this, but it's not as bad as I thought it would be. And it looks a lot worse. I think. I it, think it's, it's just, just we're, cause not, no, we're not. You know, an egg is such. Uh, you know, a staple of our diet, and when you see the egg greeny black oh. and gelatinous, and you see the white as. What brownie? So bronzed color. Yeah, I mean, it looks
0: like a. It, yeah, it, it, you can see that where the tea is kind of eked mm-hmm. into it. Now, in China, as I said, this is this is traditionally a breakfast dish. Um, I'll try a bit more. I'm
1: astounded at you. Um, I have a big, you have a big chunk here. I'm going to put it on a cracker. Uh, 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 no more. Well, um, yeah, down we,
0: the hatch. We usually record this at my house. I think that's why you're being so brazen. Because I'm the one that's going to have to clear up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you think it's all right? I actually don't... I'm, I'm, Fine. It is actually quite nice. Spoil leg, Spoil leg. But it's better than... A, I think this is... This is definitely made up for the pavlova. You got off lightly last week. You got off far too lightly last week. Um, you've done a good effort there. Come clean. You thought that...
1: You thought this would... You know, you... Well, we'll see what happens, but... You <laughs> yeah. thought I'd come across it, yeah? Right now. Yeah,
0: I did. And you've actually eaten nearly a whole, a whole duck egg... Um, which is what this is traditionally it is a duck egg as well. It's not. It's not a, ch- a chicken egg. It is quite. A, and, and and a duck egg is quite a creamy mm-hmm. um, egg anyway. It is.
1: It is. Yeah. You, it is more creamy, isn't it? It is almost like. Um, I guess it's like having a cheese. Mm. I mean, is it eaten as a, as a, a dessert or? No, no. It's, bre- oh, it's, it's a, a breakfast. It's breakfast. And um, it's eaten with other
0: dishes and pickled ginger and it's it's a real speciality and um actually it's quite a delicate flavour i mean that the, the ammonia obviously is, is something you need to get used to but actually it's not as bad that as that i looks. think is
1: the is the big thing and i think there's a few myths around this dish isn't there and um one of them is that it contains horse wee yeah Another that it contains yeah. lead well yeah lead free, this one this one's lead free oh, I'm glad to well, hit, I'm glad <laughs> you've told me that now
0: yeah i mean it, it definitely it's definitely lead free i mean it, it, uh, they used to use um, sort of heavy metals to speed up the process, but that's that's gone now they don't they don't do that anymore i don't think
1: you't don't, you don't I'm, think, well i 'm pretty sure after I've just put 80, one of these eighty
0: sure. of this one of these in my mouth, seventy five percent sure okay anyway, um shall we uh Have a little break and and, um, just uh, digest the situation, situation, I think. Okay, um, we've both uh, done a run around the block. Uh, We've got rid of... <clears throat> whatever remnants of the <clears throat> <laughs> century egg that, uh, that's left on the table. Um, now
1: it's my f- obviously my favourite part of the week. Uh, Bryce, I'll hand over to you. Well, we hand over to me in the, as usual, the history Food History Books Corner. Brilliant. Brilliant. So come, listeners, come to the corner. And this week we have... Last week I gave you a few books. This week I'm going to focus in on one in particular. And it's called The Curious Cookbook. Subtitle... Viper soup, badger, ham, stewed sparrows, and a hundred more historic recipes. Sounds good. Weird recipes from history. Weird to today's taste, perhaps. British history, is it? Or is it a whole mix? Mostly. Western European. Oh, really? Okay. By Peter Ross. Foreword by Heston Blumenthal. Yeah. Uh, published by the British Library in, I believe, 2011. That's quite new. Yeah, it's a fairly new book. Uh, note that date, 2011. Okay. Uh, because the reason I have a copy of this book is, yeah, twenty eleven twenty twelve twenty twelve 2012, 2012, actually. Okay. I got it from a good friend of mine, uh, Ian Rasmussen, who is himself a great uh, gastronome. And this book has been given to him thrice at Christmas. Really? By the same person, okay. who is of senior years and tends to forget what he's bought certain people. Okay. But the intent is there. Yeah. Um in a senior moment, this book has been bought from my friend three times, which is how I've come by this copy. Yeah. You wouldn't oh, no. buy it, would you? You're too tired for that. Oh, no, I'd never buy no, a book. No, no, no. That's really why I'm in academia. So I've got just to a, get free copies. Just get free books. Free pre books. Yeah. So yeah. a couple of recipes from this. This is a recipe book. We're going to skip through the foreword. Yeah. And the first recipe... You're not, not going to read the whole thing, are you? No, no, no. I'm yeah. not going to bore you with that. But one from the early modern period and then from the modern period of... Yeah. And keeping in our theme of Curious dishes Curious To our tastes Yeah Yeah yeah. And the first one is Portuguese Puffs uh, Otherwise known as horse farts Okay Okay So I'm going to go through the recipe Take a quart of honey Yeah I'm trying to I'm not going to attempt the old You know the old English Yeah Because that's really just Really affected isn't it Yeah Set the honey upon the fire And when it boils Scum it clean And then put it in a sufficient, uh, a sartain of sufficient fine biscuits, Mm. well sieved. Some powder of cloves, some ginger, and powder of cinnamon. Anise seeds and some sugar. And let these be well stirred upon the fire, till it be thick as you think needful. And for the paste for them, take flour as finely dressed as may be. And a good piece of sweet butter. And work all these same well together, and not knead it. And that's from the book of cookery. With an E on the end, cookery. Sounds like a riddle. In 1591. Um, probably missing s- some final instructions. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm not sure what what you actually told me to do though. It's going to be a sort of a shoe-like pastry. Okay. Uh, donuts, really. Oh, really? Yeah, it's essentially donuts. It's it's an early recipe for donuts. Um, it is associated with Britain, it's associated with France. Okay. Known in England as horse farts, um, and later on in the sort of fairly anti-Catholic atmosphere of the late 17th, early 18th century as nun's farts. Okay. And by the time we get to the Victorian period, nun's size. Okay. No more farts. Sighs, size. Okay. You know? um, it's supposed to be an Iberian dish. It's Spanish, it's Portuguese. All right. Uh, it, these are airy frittery donuts. So the book tells us, Horrell's Farts, the idea of the fart is that perhaps the mixture is squeezed into the hot oil from a large syringe. Okay. The last squirtful. Okay. Uh, perhaps, this isn't made explicit, but perhaps that makes... makes the, noise. The, 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 the signature noise. The signature noise. Yeah. The signature okay. noise. Okay. So that's Horrell's Farts. That sounds quite interesting. Probably not a recipe for our listeners that was detailed enough in any way, shape, or form to, to, to follow at home. <laughs> to follow at home? No, no. Lacking <clears throat> general instructions, um, or in fact, anything really.
0: What ingredients. Expect from the late,
1: late 16th century. <clears throat> like yeah, but it's just you can't just write gibberish in a book. But that's that's all meant. That's all cookbooks. Okay, fair enough. The second one, I you. We're we're, we're going to rapidly, you know. Sprint through the centuries here. Okay. So that was when? That was back in the 16th century. seventeenth, 16th to 18th century uh, French-English recipe. Okay. By different names. Okay. What's this one? So we've gone from horse farts to... uh, We've gone way up to the Second World War here. Okay. So we're on to our theme of substitute foods, which we looked at a little bit earlier. Mm. Um, When you can't get uh, something which you may desire because of rationing or shortage or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we have asparagus coffee. Okay. And this is from the, uh, it's a French cookbook from 1940, uh, entitled, the translation, They Can't Ration These, by the Vicomte de Mauduit. And he talks about the asparagus coffee. And he says, gather the berries of the grown asparagus, dry them, And as and when required, roast them in a coffee roaster or in a hot oven. Grind them finely in a coffee mill, or pound them in a mortar and make coffee in the usual way. This nectar has a caramel flavor and is very agreeable to the taste. Mm. Roasted and ground chicory roots can be added in the proportion of one teaspoonful for every three tablespoonsful. And what, this is a,
0: a replacement for coffee?
1: Yeah. And throughout history we see this, don't we, the need for substitute foods? Yeah. Uh, in time of war. We go back to the Napoleonic Wars. Uh, Napoleon was big on this, offering substitutes, uh, prizes for substitutes. This is how we get the invention of canning later on, 60, 70 years on from, from Napoleon, the invention of margarine in France. Yeah, This one uh, is associated with that period where uh earlier on in French history, Napoleon encouraged scientists to find an alternative to cane sugar. That's after the loss which we mentioned last week to tie in with last week's podcast yep. of of the what is now called Haiti. Okay. Uh, the sugar plantation. So that's where we get sugar beet from. And the sugar beet industry, of course, is you know, is huge in Euro- Europe into the twentieth century. So this is an alternative to coffee, so it's it's for times of scarcity when, when coffee's coffee is unavailable. Well, it's,
0: it's it does tie into what we were saying before because a lot of what we were talking about was preserved food. So when yeah. so when there was a time of plenty, we would traditionally preserve it in some manner so that it wouldn't be exactly the same, but it would it would be similar to. Yeah. And I mean, if you look back through history, you know, drying, salting, smoking, I guess, pickling, confit in France, where you put things in in, in fat. And uh, honey, we used to, we used to preserve things in honey. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of the oldest foodstuffs found were, were in the Egyptian uh, tombs. Ancient Egypt, ancient
1: Greece, it's
0: as honey is there. I it think. is, yeah. And um, fermentation, of course, and the one that we use now, which is freezing, predominantly. Yeah. I'd say pro- probably of those, we probably use freezing and pickling the most.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Um, which leads me on to, uh, well, I'll, I'll talk to you about one thing I've found, which is... Um,
1: Around spam, I know you've done some bits on on spam in the past. Done a bit of the yeah, the history of spam. It was yeah. the anniversary of spam quite recently. It was spiced pork and ham. Yeah, is that what it means? Is, is what it comes really? From. Yeah. Well, I, I read
0: about uh, in South Korea, it is a uh, real. I'd say it's it's. A, I wouldn't say it's a delicacy, but it's it's seen as a really uh, expensive food stuff to buy. Um, outside of the US, the South Koreans um, are the largest consumers. Um, Hawaii, strangely, as well. In in the US, Hawaii is one of the largest consumers mm-hmm. of spam. This goes back to to World War II originally, mm-hmm. and even in uh, the Burger Kings and, and McDonald's in Hawaii, um, spam's on the menu, mm-hmm. which uh, which blew my mind. Um, even to the, I mean, these are so expensive um, comparatively that some of the hampers you can buy with spam seventy five pounds for Black Label spam and i think as i said this goes back to the to world war 2 mm. <coughs> the gi's are out there yeah, all well they're all over the world but they're out there in in south korea and they're eating spam yeah. and it was sort of um, it was kind of uh, taken on by the locals and i yeah. think there's army stew which yeah. uh, uses uh, spam which is it was a big delicacy
1: and you know, of course again a favorite it, should i say to go back to in the canning it's preservable meat you know it's tinned meat not terribly good meat, of course. Well, it's more expensive these days than you might think. How much do you s- is a can? I believe I believe now. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's approaching maybe two three pounds. It's quite a lot for spam, isn't it? Because really, it's not very good meat that's all. I mean, there's all kinds of odds and ends in there. Just but I suppose a, it maybe it's part of a uh, faddism, yep. retro foods. Yeah, a lot of spam merchandise around. Spam caps are quite, quite hip. Spam merchandise. Quite hipster, quite trendy. Really? There's a spam museum in the United is States. Is there really? Yes. Wow. Shout out to them yeah. if they're listening. If they're listening, send us some spam. Fresh yeah, no, spam, please don't. No, I want some spam.
0: I don't. Okay. I, I, I think on that bombshell, I think we'll leave it for this, for this, uh, for this, for this little podcast that we've done. Um, Century Eggs are going to live with me for the rest of my life. That was, that was a real experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you've got to up your game. You've got to get something next week. I will do, indeed. Yeah. Got to get something. Yeah. But for Curious
1: Foods, this has been Dr. Scar from the Prof. <laughs>